0: Cantos thirty one to thirty three of Book three of the raman of Balmike translated by Ralph J H. griffith This liveryvox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Otto Tree Canto thirty one Raban But of the host of giants one, a Kumban from the field had run, and sped to Lanka to relate in Raban's ear the demon's fate. King, many a giant from the shade, Of Janastan in debt is laid, Karada chief is slain, and I could scarcely from the battle fly. Fierce anger, as the monarch heard, inflamed his look, his bosom steered, And while with scorching glance he eyed the messenger, he thus replied What fool has dared already dead? strike Janasthan, the general dread who is the wretch shall vainly try in art heaven hell from me to fly vashravan indra vishnu he who rules the dead must reverence me for not the mightiest lord of these can brave my will and leave at ease fate finds in me a mightier fate to burn the fires that devastate with unresisted influence I can force even death himself to die, with all surpassing might restrain, The fury of the hurricane, And born in my trembling desire, The glory of the sun and fire. As does the fiend's hot fury blazed, His trembling hands a compan raised, And with a voice which fear made weak, Permission craved his tale to speak. King Rabban gave the leave he sought, And bade him tell the news he brought. His courage rose, his voice grew bold, And thus his mournful tale he told. A prince with mighty shoulders sprung From the serate, brave and young, With arms well moulded, bears the name Of Rama which a lion's frame. Renowned, successful, dark of limp, Art has no warrior. Equals calls him. He fought in jenistan and slew Dushan, the fierce, and Kada, too. Ravan, the giant's royal chief, Received a compass tale of grief. Then panting like an angry snake, These words in turn the monarch spake. Say quick, did Rama seek the shade Of jenistan with Indra's aid? And all the dwellers in disguise, to back his hardy enterprise. A companion hard, and straight obeyed, His master and his answer made. Then does the power and might he told Of Raghu's son, the lofty soul. Best is that chief of all who know With deftest art to draw the bow. He's a strange arms of heavenly might, And none can match him in the fight. His brother Lakshman brave as he fair as the rounded moon to see with eyes like night and voice that comes deep as the roll of beaten drums by rama's side stands ever near like wind that aids the flame's carrier that glorious chief the prince of kings of janastad this ruin brings no gods were there dismissed the thought no heavenly legions came and fought His swift-winged arrows Rama sent, each bright with gold and ornament. To serpents many-faced they taunt the giant hosts they ate and burned. Wherever these fled in wild dismay, Rama was there to strike and slay. By him, O king of high estate, is Jenistan left desolate. A combat ceased. In angry pride, the giant monarch thus replied. To JANASTAN myself will go And lay these daring brothers low. Thus spoke the king in furious mood, Accompanied, then his speech renewed. O listen while I tell at length The terror of the hero's strength. No power can check, no might can tame, Rama, a chief of noblest fame. He with resistless shafts can stay The torrent foaming on its way. Skies, stars and constellations all to his fierce might would yield and fall. His power could art itself uphold, down sinking as it sank afold, Or all its plains and cities drawn, Breaking the wild sea's barrier down, crushed at great deep's impetuous will, Or bid the furious wind be still. he glorious in his high estate, the triple world could devastate. And there, supreme of man, Could place his creatures Of a born race. Never can mighty Rama be Overcome in fight, my king, by thee. Thy giant host, the day might win, From him if heaven were gained by sin. If gods were joined with demons, They could never, I win, that hero slay. But Guile may kill the wondrous man, Attend while I disclose the plan His wife, above all women grazed, is seater of the dainty waist, with limbs to fair proportion true, and a soft skin of lustrous hue. Round neck and arm rich gems are twined, she is the gem of all mankind, with her no bright Gandharvi wise, No nymph or goddess in disguise, and none to rival her would dare mid dames who part the long black hair that hero in the wood beguile and steal his lovely spouse the while reft of his darling wife be sure brief days the mourner will endure with flattering hope of triumph moved the giant king that plan approved pondered the counsel in his breast and then an a does at rest fought in my car i go at morn none but the driver would be born and this fair seat I will i bring back to my city triumphing fought in his car by asses drawn the giant monarch sped at dawn bright as the sun that chariot cast light through the sky as all did passed. then high in air that best of cars Traversed a path of lunar stars, sending a fitful radiance pale, As moonbeams shot through cloudy veil. Far on his airy way he flew, Near Tarakea's grove he drew, Maricha welcomed him and placed before him food, which giants taste, Which honour led him to a seat, And brought him water for his feet, And then with timely words addressed, such question to his royal guest. Speak, is it well with thee, whose sway The giant multitudes obey? I know not all, and ask in fear, The cause, O king, why thou art here? Robin, the giant's mighty king, Hard wise Marichas questioning, Untold with ready answer, taught, In eloquence, the cause he sought. My gods, the bravest of my band, are slain by Rama's vigorous hand, And Janastan that feared no hate Of foes is rendered desolate. Come, aid me in the plan I lay To steal the conqueror's wife away. Maricho heard the king's request, And thus the giant chief addressed. What foe in friendly guise is he Who spoke of Sita's name to thee? Who is the wretch whose thought would bring Destruction on the giant's king. Whose is the evil counsel, say, that bids the bear his wife away, and careless of thy life provoke art's loftiest with threatening stroke? A foe is he who dared suggest this hopeless folly to thy breast, whose ill advice would bid thee draw the venom fang from serpent's jaw, by whose unwise suggestion led. Wilt thou the path of ruin tread? Whence falls the blow that would destroy thy gentle sleep of ease and joy? Like some wild elephant is he that rears his trunk on high, lord of ancient pedigree, heels, tusks and furious eye. Robin, thou rover of the night, which bravest heart can brook, met in the front of deadly fight, on son to look. The giant hosts were brave and strong, good at the bow and spear, but Rama slew the rooted throng, a lion mid the deer. No lion's tooth can match his sword, or arrows fiercely shot. He sleeps, he sleeps, the lion lord. Be wise and rose him not. O monarch of the giants, well, upon my counsel think, lest thou for ever in the hell of Rama's vengeance sink, a hell. Where deadly shafts ascend, From his tremendous bow, While his great arms all flight prevent, Like deepest mire below. Where the wild floods of battle rave, Above the foeman's head, And each with many a feedery wave, Of shafts is garlanded. Oh, quench the flames that in thy breast, With raging fury burn, And pacified and self-possessed, To Lankar's town return. Rest thou in her imperial bowers, With thine own wife's content, And in the Ud let Rama's hours With sita steel be spent. The lord of Lanka's isle obeyed, The council and his purpose stayed, Born in his car he parted thence And gained his royal residence. Canto Thirty Two, Ravan Roost. But Surpnaka saw the plain Spread with fourteen thousand slain, doers of cruel deeds overthrown By Rama's mighty arm alone. At Trishiras and Dushan dead, And Karna, with the hosts they led. Their death she saw, And mad with pain, Roared like a cloud That brings the rain, And fled in anger and dismay To Lanka, seed of Rama's sway. There on a throne of royal state, exalted SAID the potentate, God with counsellor and peer, like Indra with the storm guards near, bright as the sun's full splendour shone, The glorious throne he sat upon, as when the blazing fire is red, upon a golden altar fed, White gaped his mouth at every bread, tremendous as the jaws of death. With him high saints of lofty thought, Condorva's gods, had vainly fought. The wounds were on his body yet, from wars where gods and demons met, and scar still marked his ample chest, by fierce eyed abbot's tusk impressed. A score of arms, ten necks, had he. His royal gear was brave to see. His massive form displayed each sign. That marks the air of kingly line. In stature, like a mountain height, His arms were strong, his teeth were wide, And all his frame of massive mould Seemed ledulite adorned with gold. A hundred seams impressed each limb, Where Bishnu's arm had wounded him, And chest and shoulder bore the print Of sword and spear and arrow dint. Where every guard had struck a blow, in battle with the giant foe. His might to wildest rage could wake The sea whose fate naught else can shake, Hull towering mountains to the art And crush even foes of heavenly birth. The bonds of law and right he spawned, To other's wives his fancy turned. Celestial arms he used in fight, And loved to mar each holy rite. He went to vagavati's town, where Basuki was bitten down, And stole victorious in the strife, Lord Takshak's beloved wife. Kailas's lofty crest he sought, and when in vain Govera fought, stole Pushpak dance, THE car that drew the air as will the master flew. Impelled by furious anger, he spoiled Nandat's shade and Nalini, And Chaitrarat's heavenly grove. The haunts where gods delight to rove, tall as a hill that cleaves the sky, he raised his mighty arms on high to check the blessed moon and stay the rising of the lord of day. Ten thousand years the giant spent on dire austerities intent, and of his heads an offering laid before the self-existent maid. No god or fiend his life could take, Gunderba, goblin bird or snake, safe from all fears of death, except, from human arm, that life was kept. After when the priests began to raise their consecrating hymns of praise, he spoiled the somers' sacred juice poured forth by them in solemn ears, The sacrifice his hands overdrew, and cruelly the Brahman slew. His was a heart that naught could melt, joying in wars, which others felt. She saw the ruthless monster there, dread of the a unused to spare. In robes of heavenly texture dressed, celestial wreaths adorned his breast. He set a shape of terror like destruction ere the walls it strike. She saw him in his pride of place, the joy of old Polestia's race. beguiled by counsellor and peer, Robin. The foreman's mortal fear and terror in her features shone the giantess approached the throne. then subnacha, bearing yet each deeply printed trace where the great-hearted chief had set a mark upon her face, impelled by terror and desire, still fears no longer bold to raven of the eyes of fire, her tale infuriate, told. Canto thirty three Subnacar speech Burning with anger in the ring of counsellors who got their king, to Ravan, Ravener of Man, with bitter words she does began All thou absorbed in pleasure steel, pursue unchecked thy selfish will, nor turn thy heedless eyes to see The coming fate which threatens thee. The king who days and hours employs, In base pursuit of vulgar joys, Must in his people's sight be vile, as fire that smokes on funeral pile. He who on duty calls him spares, No time for thought of royal cares, Must to his realm and people all involved in fatal RAIN, fall. As elephants in terror shrink, From the false river's miry brink, does subjects from a monarch flee, whose face their eyes may seldom see, who spends the hours for toil ordained, in evil courses unrestrained? He who neglects to guard and hold his kingdom by himself controlled, sinks nameless like a hill whose head is buried in the ocean's bed. Thy foes are calm and strong and wise friends gods and warriors of the skies how heedless wicked weak and vain wilt thou thy kingly state maintain thou lord of giants void of sense slave of each changing influence heedless of all that makes a king destruction on thy head wilt bring o conquering chief the prince who boasts of treasury and rule and hosts by others led Though lord of all, is meaner than the lowest troll. For this a monarch saith to be, Long-sighted, having power to see, Things far away by faithful eyes, Of messengers and loyal spies. But aid from such thou wilt not seek, Thy counsellors are blind and weak, or thou from these hadst surely known, Thy legions and thy realm overthrown. Now twice seven thousand, fierce in might, Are slain by Rama in the fight, And THEY the giant host Who led Kada and Dushan, both are dead. Now Rama with his conquering arm Has freed the saints from dread of harm, Has beaten Janustan and made asylum safe in DUNDAK'S shade. Enslaved and dull, of blinded sight, INTOXICATE with vain delight, Thou closest still thy heedless eyes To dangers in thy realm that rise. A king besotted, mean, unkind, Of niggard hand and slavish mind, Will find no faithful followers heed Their master in his hour of need. The friend on whom he most relies In danger from a monarch flies. Imperious in his high estate, Considered, proud, and passionate, who never to stay their fears attend, With wholesome fear when war impends, Most weak and worthless as the grass, Soon from his sway the realm will pass. For rotting wood a use is found, For cloths and dust that strew the ground, But when a king has lost his sway, Useless he falls and sinks for aye. As raiment by another worn, as faded garland crushed and torn, so is untrone the proudest king, though mighty once a useless thing, but he who every sense subdues and each event observant views, rewards the good, and keeps from wrong, shall reign secure and flourish long, thou lulled in sleep, his senses lie, he watches with a ruler's eye, untouched by favour, ire, and hate. And him the people celebrate. O oh, weak of mind without a trace of virtues that a king should grace, who hast not learned from watchful spy that low in debt the giants lie? Scorn of others but enchained by every base desire, by thee its duties disdained, which time and place require. Soon wilt thou, if thou canst not learn, ere yet it be too late the good from evil to discern fall from thy high estate as does she cease not to upbraid the king with cutting speech and every fault to view displayed naming and marking each the monarch of the sons of night, of wealth and power possessed and proud his imperial might long pondered in his breast and of Cantos thirty one, thirty two and thirty three.